All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 312. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation, but before we get on with our show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81, Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. As always, you can write the show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com, and most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends be sure you leave comments rate our podcast as you see fit and i'm sure you will we are a video podcast as well you can watch the show if you prefer on our youtube channel and lastly for new and or long time listeners we have a patreon and you can support our show at a one dollar level the patreon tier is called the one and only one dollar club for $1 a month, head over to www.patreon.com slash PS This Is Awesome to become a $1 patron. And you will get a free die cut vinyl sticker in the mail so you can brag to the world. Your favorite PlayStation podcast uh, is us. And uh, we will give you a shout out on the show as well. With that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today? Uh, fine. I mean, it's Monday. So I got some weird shit going on here. Hold on a sec. Unacceptable. Reason, I'm getting an echo. I don't. Your know speakers are on. Why? No, my speakers are not on. Hold on. All right, Hold folks. On. Jake Hold is uh... okay. Fixed it. Fix it. I had so I was trying to get ready for practice yesterday. I had the DAW open on <clears throat> my computer because. I can just like drop in the song, mm. you know, and then I can kind of loop sections of it or do whatever, you know, just to kind of practice, practice on with, it. Yeah. And uh, having that open, it was just like fucking feeding back, like echoing everything that I was saying. So that was that was my issue. And I got it sorted out, although now I don't know how the fuck. All right. I got this. OK, so mm. now that's sorted out. Uh I had kind of a cool thing happen today, which is – so I have a, a home security system. Okay. And they're really nice because they're like tied to your um, – well, I mean they're not all this way, but like ours is like tied to our uh, carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. So like if the house were to catch on fire or whatever, they automatically call the fire department. Mm-hmm. Like obviously if someone breaks in, they call the police, like all that kind of shit, which is really nice. Um, but anyway, I've been having this issue with my carbon monoxide detector where it would um, randomly just start beeping at me. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll change the batteries. And it's like, okay, I'm good. And then like two days later, it would start beeping at me again. And it says that there's an error. So I called, and this is like the second or third time that it's happened. So I called the company, and they're like, okay, well, we got to run you through all, like, the the routine to fix it. And I'm like, okay. So they run me through the routine, and it's I've already done this, like, twice right. or three times before. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, and I told them this, but like, yeah, but we got to run you through. I'm like, whatever. Long story short, I got around to finally being like hey like i've like i appreciate that we're doing this and it stopped beeping but i guarantee you in like two days it's gonna start again and they're like okay well since this is a recurring issue we'll send you a new carbon monoxide detector 
And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So they're like, but we don't have any of them in stock and we don't make those sensors anymore. So I'm like, what the fuck? So, but she was like, but then she was like, well, since they don't make these sensors anymore and you need a new one, we're just going to upgrade your entire security system to the newest model. Wow. So I was like, really? And she was like, she's like, yeah, we'll just, we'll send you everything. We'll send you all new sensors, all new fucking security system, sirens, everything, because the new sensors don't work with the old version of the system, which is what I have. So it's, it's kind of cool because I was thinking around Christmas of upgrading to the new system because it was like 50% off. Mm. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll upgrade. But it was still pretty expensive. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to spend the money. Mine works, whatever. And then uh, here I just had to fucking have a broken sensor. And they're just like, here, we'll just give you a whole new kit and caboodle for free. So I'm like – that's uh now can they have did they have access to your sensor yeah yeah they could see everything that's going on while i'm on my end trying to fix things i was gonna say man it's all you gotta do anyone else out there just tell me of a broken sensor if you want an upgrade yeah uh so that was kind of kind of cool but the other thing that happened to me and this didn't really necessarily happen to me today but it's just more of like a personal gripe Mm. it should be in my opinion, it should be – I don't think it should be illegal for – like if you get a loan from somebody, I don't necessarily think that it should be illegal for them to sell your loan to somebody else. Oh, I agree. That's – OK. That's fine. That's whatever. But like the mortgage shit but is it, annoying. It, but it should be illegal – for you to fuck up all of my payments and all of my freaking auto debits in mm. my accounts and my logins and all of that yeah. shit. Because what happened is at the end of last year, they did this. They fucked up 2023 or 2022? The, the end of 2023. Okay. They fucked up all of the federal student loan shit. All of my wife's stuff got transferred to a new account that – we have to create a new account and transfer all this information in and do all this shit. Thankfully, my auto payments transfer over, so I'm still making my payments even though I can't even get into my fucking account anymore. Or her account, I guess I should mm. say. And then mine, I just got to notice that they're moving all my shit to a new account. We both have federal student loans, and they're on different accounts, different servicers, different shit. It's like I should be able to go to one fucking website – and service all of my federal student loans. And it's so frustrating that, first of all, I think the idea of, like, selling debt is fucking crazy. It's like, it's like some, it's like some freaking, uh, like, medieval shit where you're, like, selling slaves and stuff almost, it kind of feels like to me. And, like... I'm not saying that like I'm a slave to the government, but it's like I don't know. It just seems like a very mythi- like a medieval concept of like selling somebody's debt to you. So it's like it's like oh well, like we can't get them to pay to this, this debt, ma- but we'll sell yeah. you their debt, and then you have the right now to try to get it from them. Yeah, 
It's like it's like oh I like back in the old days. It's like oh I'm indentured to this lord, and but they want something out of another lord, so they just sell my debt to this other person. Now I'm indentured to this other right, guy. Now you owe them like, your life, or you owe them your yeah, fucking it, shit. <laughs> right? No, I know what you're saying. So, and I get it. Like it's all about percentages and interests and all this shit. But like, if if we got to live in a world where everybody's in debt all the time, mm. can we at least make it like reasonable for us to be able to fucking pay our debt off? Like, and I'm not even saying that like you shouldn't make your interest back and all of that. Cause you did loan me the money, but at least like make it easy for me to pay you. But here's what they do. They make it so it. difficult. Like it's on the, it's on them though too, because like, if you think about it, cause what they do is they sell, Let's say for the listeners who don't understand how this works, let's say that J- that that I owe to make it simple five hundred dollars to somebody, and I haven't been able to pay it, or I'm paying in such small my my monthly payments are like five bucks a month. This debt company is like it's going to take for fucking ever by the time it's not worth it to us. So like we'll sell this for four hundred and fifty dollars. To Jake, and we'll get our four hundred fifty dollars sooner than we would our five hundred from him, and we'll take the fifty dollar loss. And then Jake now isn't out; he's out four fifty, but he can get five hundred back if he's just patient enough. Or if he just, so like it works for both people, kind of. But in the meantime, I'm getting fucking yanked all over the place. It's like, well, am I paying you? What's the the interest rate hasn't changed? Okay, but now and like you're saying, like now. My way of paying you, like, I now got to create a login for your website, Jake. I got to figure out, you know, the payment plan. I got to upload my payment information. But maybe the auto pay is still just rolling. But, man, it's, it is. We live in this crazy society where that happens all the fucking time. As soon as we bought our house, like, a week later, like, I think we might have had a mortgage to, like, First Niagara or something. I don't, I don't know. Some bank account. Yeah. A week later... We got this letter from First Niagara saying that they sold our debt to Wells Fargo. And now Wells Fargo will be the, the owner of the of the mortgage and stuff or whatever the fuck. And it's like, okay, because I as a new homeowner, I'm already nervous. And I had everything lined up, ready to rock and roll for payments. And they're like, oh, a week later, by the way, here, you now have to square this out with Wells Fargo. Who I will say fucks us because like... I don't know. Maybe some people think this is a mismanagement of money, but I prefer to have an escrow account, which means all, all, all of our property taxes and whatever we people, owe. People who say people who say that, dude, they're like, oh, you should you just control some, your it, fucking money instead of just like, unless you have some insanely like so. So my my someone made this argument to me. It might have even been my parents that that were like, oh, if you just save that money yourself. You can make interest on it while you have it, right? And then you can pay it off. And I'm like, uh, I think it was like my mom or something. I'm like, mom. Well, she's not I'm wrong, make, but she's not wrong. But I'm like, mom, I'm gonna make fucking thirty cents on this over the course of a year, right? And I have to deal with the hassle of figuring it all the fuck out myself, right? And making Whereas sure you saved enough, the, and uh, yeah. Or if I just pay into the escrow, they pay my bills, they pay it's everything for me. I don't have to fuck with it. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah, there is 
I will admit though, there is some there is some fucking bullshit whenever like if you ever change your home insurance mm. or like uh if like sometimes you'll you'll not like your taxes will go up and you'll end up having to like pay an extra payment into your escrow account or something. So here's the bullshit. Yeah. Like- and this is what I was going to get at. So Wells Fargo inevitably we when we bought this home, it was like this is going to be your monthly fucking payment with the escrow. We're like, "All right, yeah, cool. We can do that." Every fucking year the city taxes go up. Every year and at the end of every year, this year no exception, we get we get a letter from Wells Fargo that says there's a shortage of your escrow for like I don't know. It's not even it's not not a lot. It was like $170. And I'm like, "How the fuck is this even possible? Like are you telling me my taxes went up 170 and it didn't it's not a one to one ratio. It's like they're permitted to take from you like a percentage more than what your taxes actually are to to ensure that they have enough in there. But like so every time they raise the taxes, which is yearly, that there's they're pushing that that whatever 5% on top and it, and they're always ahead of the game. So I'm always paying more to this fucking escrow than I really should be. So I I fucking mail the check out, right? This is the story. I mail the check out. And I'm because they're like if you don't pay it to, if you don't pay this shortage, your new monthly mortgage will increase by this much more. And it's like I know in the, in in like 12 months it's only like an extra like, you know, what? $15 a fucking payment or something. But then what's going to happen next year? They're going to raise another 15. And then next year, another 15. If it's a 30-year fucking mortgage, that shit's going to add the fuck up. So I'd rather just pay this fucking shortage up front and keep my monthly payment as low as possible. So that's what I've been doing. And so I, I make this payment and I shit you fucking not. I get I get a cashier's check from Wells Fargo like January, God, I don't know, 14th or something. And there's a cover sheet and it says, uh, there was, a, you know, you overpaid some, yeah, you overpaid. There's <laughs> yeah. been a miscalculation on your escrow. I get a check for like $59 and like 92 cents. And then it goes on to say, we cannot assist you with how to adjust your taxes for 2023 because of this payment. You'll need to seek out professional help if you're not sure how to adjust this with your and i'm like fuck no fuck nope not gonna fucking happen because it's 50 dollars. i paid what i paid in 2023 i'll claim it as income in in 2024 fuck it i don't even give a shit and then i'll pay taxes on money i should have never fucking owed them and it's like are you kidding me right now i'm not gonna you know you know me jake i do all my taxes myself i'm not fucking paying i don't have it like that i can't I can't afford – if I paid for an accountant, a tax person for my music stuff and for my, my independence of Chelsea's taxes, we file together. If I were to pay someone to do that, I would be taking a literal net loss every year on the flood. I don't make enough money to justify it. So it's just so fucking annoying. So I do them all myself. So I'm not paying someone to tell me what to do with this $59 check. Fuck them. You should literally just let them adjust your monthly payment because you're paying that money regardless, whether you give so them a annoying. fucking check or you just pay it monthly. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a hill I'm willing to die on. I'm so fucking pissed over this. I, I understand yeah, what you're I, saying. But so God. long story short, uh, unless you have – 
yeah, I just if slurred. you're gonna buy a house out there, unless you have the unless you're fortunate enough to have the money to pay cash for your house, buying getting a mortgage is I'm not kidding probably the most stressful thing I've ever done in my entire life. Oh, it's unbelievable! It's unbelievable. How many years of bank statements did you have to give them? And then like not only that, like you had to pretty much tell them. At all the websites you visit, like, you know, in fact, before they authorize the mortgage, before they actually approve the loan or whatever, they're like, don't make any, don't make any inconspicuous withdrawals or purchases of more than like 60 bucks or something. It's something ridiculous. Yeah. It's like gas costs don't make almost any major purchases because it'll yeah, flag it's... the account. And then, and then you, you stand to risk them doing, and I did. And they're like, if you have to. Do it, but then notify the the institution, the financial institution, immediately when you do it, so that we can clear it, so it doesn't hold up things. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me right now, God? And then you hear about all this bullshit where these these some of these financial institutions were just giving fucking money away to tons of people who couldn't afford those houses. You know, well, that's 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 why getting a mortgage is so fucked up now, is because of the two thousand and nine or 2008 crisis well put the fear of god they were just they were just literally get they were just literally giving money away to people who couldn't afford it yeah and now now it's like they require all of this that's why you have to give them all these bank statements all that shit blah 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 blah. it's so that they so that the bank can prove to the government that you're that they're Mm -hmm. not screwing you over by giving you this loan right but anyway, we, we don't have to talk about this anymore. Totally. I just – I was like I, – I was – I wanted to log on to my fucking loan servicer mm. so I could get my tax records right. for the end of the year. And it's like I can't get into mine and I can't get into Sarah's because both of ours got fucking transferred. Dude, tax season is and so it's, stressful. It's, it's literally – dude, I, I understand the reasons why – uh, a flat tax wouldn't fucking work. But seriously, like for the everyday person like me and you, our taxes should literally – we shouldn't have to do them. It should be like at the end of the year, we don't owe anything. We don't get anything back. We don't fucking do anything. And it's the people that are like really hard off, you know, we get them exceptions or the people that paid $2 million into charity, mm. we give them exceptions or something. But it's like I like if yeah, I, I like if you have a business, yeah, maybe maybe you should have to report your income for the flood because it's kind of like a side business. And I do. Right. right. Just right. But it's like if you pay that, you should know that you owe Three percent tax on that fucking money. Yeah, but there's no you hard. There's no hard equation, in. right? There's nothing. Yeah, you send that check in. Like it, it's insane. The way the reason why that the re- <laughs> this is a super shallow view, but like the reason why tax returns exist is because the government overtaxes you on purpose so that they have more money to fuck around with, and then at the end of the year. They give it. Ba- they give some of it back to you, so you can kiss the like, fucking ring. You're basically <laughs> a. Ba- ring, you're dude. you're acting like a bank for the government. Yeah. No. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. They have the biggest coffers. And it's, yeah. But they're still trillions uh, in debt. We, dude. Here's the other thing, real quick. Yeah, no. 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 Here's the other 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 quick thought is is that like I 100% am okay with paying taxes, but the bottom line is 
is like if Agreed. if you were going to fucking make it so confusing for a college educated person don't you think it's time to overhaul the way this shit works like or are are all the people at TurboTax and Liberty Tax and all these places that fucking take so much money off of you so that that they can do the taxes so you can live in the peace of mind knowing that you're not going to get fucking sent to jail because you didn't fucking give them the right amount of money like are they lobbying so hard that like it's purposefully this way i would think maybe a little bit and here's the other thing i want to say real quick cuz this is a hot item i dude it's 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 disgusting 100% disgusting that there's not a free a li- literally free tax service that the government has like some of our tax money that we pay like we pay taxes on income we pay taxes on purchases we pay taxes on property we pay taxes on dude where do you think all this fucking money for your vehicle registrations and shit goes it goes to the coffers of government all these fucking licenses you need i pay a fucking stormwater fucking tax every year for where i live because i'm in part of a watershed i have to pay an extra fee i pay fucking tax on gasoline it's just like okay can we just put the brakes on a little bit and just like if you're gonna take me all these other places don't charge me to fucking write up my taxes to figure out how much more I owe you. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, just, just can you not just tell me what I owe you? Can you not set up a free place that's staffed by government people that I can trust, the no tax law, that will look at my shit and be like, okay, here's your tax form. You've done everything correct, Mr. Oakman. You've brought in all your verifications. You've brought in your ID. You've brought in your fucking... Uh, W-2s, you've shown me the 1099s you've made for the flood, yada, 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 yada. You've done all of this shit. Let us take it from here. Free of charge. Why doesn't that exist? But instead, what I do is I pay $90 a, a year for TurboTax and fucking on a wing and a prayer do my taxes, and I just hope to God that someone doesn't fucking like... Because I have to do the business version, the self-employed version... It's like fucking 90 some dollars and I wait until the very 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 end of uh 2023 if not right around now where it starts going on sale for like 30% off and I take it otherwise it's like $130. And then I'm just fucking ugh. dude, I'm done. Yeah. I'm I'm done freaking out about it. But let me change the topic real quick. What is your take on pot pies? Uh in General or specific pot pies? Because I'm <laughs> a huge fan of the chicken pot pie. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I know that you don't eat meat, so you probably have some like you know. I got some uh, options. I have options. Have you ever no, eaten like a that. bad chicken pot pie? Uh, no. This is my point, right? Never in my life. Exactly. So, dude, I'm a- fucking the the one dollar frozen pot pies at the <laughs> store are awesome. I, I will say they're not as good as like I I've been known in my day to do a homemade chicken pot pie oh. in like an actual like nine inch pie tin oh, wow. and 
they're fucking lit. But I'll be honest with you, the one dollar ones, Marie calendars, whatever the fuck they are, yeah. still good. Here's the thing. So I had myself a Marie calendar pop pie, and it it had Guardian chicken in it. So it's fake plant based chicken, which is nice that it's an option. Sure. I would have rather just had everything but the fake chicken in there. Like, give me the gravy, give me the carrots, give me the peas, give me the celery, whatever the fuck you put in there, and give me the dough, and I'll just eat it without any meat, and just make it a vegetable pot pie. This was a chicken pot pie. The, the, the Amy's, the brand Amy, make kill, killer vegetarian pot pies, but the, but the Marie Callender one, first bad pot pie I've ever had, and it, had, it was mm. because of the shitty fake meat. Now, don't get me wrong, I do like some Guardian chicken tenders once in a while. They're vegetarian uh, chicken tenders. But uh, in that sitting, baking in that wet gravy for an hour, because it takes, they also take way longer than they should to, to bake. Like, you fucking, on a cold winter day like today, you want to fucking eat a pot pie, and then you get it out, and it's like, heat the oven up to 420 degrees. And it's like, put in the oven for 60 minutes. And then, and then why it's just, why don't you just fucking microwave it, dude? Because they're fine in the microwave. Yeah, but but I've, I've kind of been raised on like it's not as good if you nuke stuff. Like it doesn't taste as good. But I, not a fucking frozen pot pie. You're probably it right. Almost the same. Yeah, you're probably right. I, didn't I do generally. It. I do generally agree with you. But you're talking about three minutes versus fucking sixty. <laughs> I think you can. You, you can definitely make an exception. Well, we for also the pot pie. we also were baking other food to go with it. Thankfully, because uh, the pot pie didn't make it very long. It just uh, <laughs> went it went in the trash. It was pretty fucking gross. Um, right. But yeah, I was wondering what we your talk about games. What your opinion was on the pot pie? Because <laughs> I love them. Yeah, they're good. All right, let's move into the podcast. So we are a video game podcast for anyone who who cares or knows or is listening. Uh, every episode we talk about games that we're playing, and uh, this episode is not any different. So Jake, I'm still playing Final Fantasy 16. I want to say I'm really close to 30 hours. I think I was around 25, 24 hours last week. We are recording this podcast a day late, but it will still release on time for all of our non-patrons. Our patrons are getting the short end of the stick. They're getting it a little bit later than normal, but still before other people. But I will say, uh, I'm enjoying this game, but damn, they, they, they put so much effort into these worlds, these map areas, these open sandbox little areas. They just feel so empty to me. I don't know. There's not really a lot. Like, I don't feel... I don't know, man. It just feels empty, like this game. It feels empty to me. Although I just played a really, really awesome... Se- I'm so back and forth on this game. I really don't mind the, the gameplay. I kind of enjoy the story. I love the thing, the the real-time, whatever you want to call it. I love the graphics, even. I love the setting, but the world just feels empty when you're walking around it. I don't know what that is. It's spo- It's me being spoiled from playing Cyberpunk, I think, like you said last episode or something. It's just – I don't know. It's just – although there was a market scene I was in recently where it felt pretty realistic. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can get down with this. This is kind of nice. Um, anytime there's population in Final Fantasy sixteen, I'm like, yeah, this is this is lit. This is really good. And I just played a really interesting section without spoiling it for anybody else because no one will know what this means. But there's like some sort of bell tower – that you're supposed to 
rendezvous with somebody at? Do you remember this part? Mm-hmm. And it's nighttime and you're in a city. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. That part was like, wow, this looks great. This is really cool. Uh, Did you get through that whole section of the game? I'm very close. No, uh, I, I rendezvoused with the person and I've sent that person off so they can be safe. And I believe I fought some kind of dragon thing. And now we're uh, an area without spoiling because you don't know what area I'm talking about or what's going on. But there is an area that is decimated now. And now it's I'm I'm there in this in in the wreckage with Jill and uh, Torga Torgus Torgal Torgal. And we're uh, trying to go further and i think we're trying to find the the source of the wreckage if that makes any sense Mm, okay so i haven't had had that battle which i'm anticipating is going to happen but i'm very close to that um okay but yeah i i I mean i i I think my 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 week-to-week reporting on this game is 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 truly how i feel is like part of me wants to love this game while the other part of me is like it's not quite finding its full potential. I feel like there there are things about it that I love and there are things about it I'm just like, why did you put so much time into making this huge-ass walkabout area but have nothing, nothing to do anywhere except run into random enemies? I get that's Final Fantasy. Don't get me wrong. I fucking get it. But they almost need to rework it a little bit to to make it feel. And the side quests are kind of. I've done them all so far. I've done every side quest, and that's probably why I have so many hours in where I'm at. I've done all these side quests. Some of them are all right. Most of them are just stupid. Um, I don't know, man. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of twisted on this game. I don't regret purchasing it, and I don't regret playing it. But I'm I'm just not. Definitely not my favorite Final Fantasy. But it's so close. Yeah. It's so close to being probably able to be. Like it scratches a lot. Like especially with the setting, the medieval shit, and the dragoons, and like the fucking the the black shields, and like the fucking like you know the the poor kids that are walking around stealing shit, and like you know it's got a lot of cool stuff that like feels like Robin Hood or feels like. You know, Sir Lancelot and the fucking Sword in the Stone. It's got all that shit that should, that makes me want to just fucking love this thing because they they do it so well. But then it's just like they bit really hard on Game of Thrones. I feel like they're inspired by all these all these warring families, which is still medieval in a way. But then like, I just it just feels. I would be – and probably people have said this about The Last of Us. I would probably be just as fine just sitting back and watching all the cutscenes and watching the story unfold. I don't feel like the gameplay gives me much. I, I do it because I want to see where it's going to take us. And I, and I love the settings and I love looking at how pretty the game is and the art direction. It's all good. But I just feel like it lacks somewhere in the game department. I don't know. Just a little bit. That's probably a hot take, man. I think the game did pretty well critically, but I, I don't know. I don't know what I expect. And keep in mind, the last Final Fantasy game I played was Seven Reborn, so I've got 
Is that what it's called? Reborn? Remake. Remake, yes. I'm getting that confused with Rebirth. So that was the last Final Fantasy game I've played. If I had to compare this with War of the Lions, War of the Lions would win. Old school War of the Lions would win. 100%. Um, sure. Which is crazy because it, I'm – it also is a very different kind of game. It's I not turn based. Yeah, right. I get it. You're, I, I, I have a feeling that you're, you're, because of the way this game plays, you're probably almost expecting it to be like a Witcher like experience, and that's I don't know what it's just not what it's. I, I don't know. I, you know, it's it's just uh, maybe you just don't like it. No, I think I did. I don't know, man. I do like it though because I'm playing. I've got lots of. I'm not. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't keep playing it. I want to see how this thing resolves. I'm invested in the story. I'm invested in some of the characters. I love Goots. He's awesome. Um, yeah. What a cool character. I, and I really like a lot of the characters, man. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this mid person. I don't. I don't really know. I'm guessing she has a, some sort of relation with. I, th- I think that she is related to a certain somebody, and I think that's been made apparent to me already. But there's. I think there's more to her than meets the eye. I think maybe she's traitorous. Or oh something. yeah, they 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 explain that brief, like very briefly. Yeah. Um, but I I had the same kind of reaction as you. Like at the beginning, I was like, who? Like when she first comes in, I was like, who the fuck is this? And then I was like, oh, that's who she is. Right. But it's like they didn't really make it apparent. Right. No, they didn't. I don't know, dude. I I just feel like this game is good. But I'll keep talking about other games that I, I've tried. I tried the Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown demo. I wanted to love this. I wanted to feel like I was playing Strider. For whatever reason, man, it didn't sit with me. I the gameplay was fine. I might I might not have been in the right mood to try this out. Um, it wasn't. It's not bad at all. I mean, it handles fine. It's just I don't know, man. Uh, maybe I've outgrown these kind of games as far as like my tastes. But I really it doesn't. Okay, maybe let me take it back a little bit. It's not. It's not fast paced. I, if it were quicker paced, I think that's the issue because Strider's pretty fast, and like the Prince of Persia game is not. It's not. It's like regular speed platformer. I don't feel like you have to think quick on your feet. I don't feel like it challenges you in that regard. It's more the challenges on this demo were like learn knowing when to parry, how to parry, avoiding like spike spike pits and stuff, and like. It's more geared towards, I think, exploration and stuff. I, I don't know. I and and they did do some things that I think are really cool. I, I think they they've made a way that you can screen grab. Let's say, Jake, you're in a Metroidvania and you show up at a place where you you know you need a double jump to get to. You can screen grab that area and save it to your in-game map so that you know to come back to it and where it's located. So like. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome because I don't think I've ever not used a walkthrough for Metroidvania games because like I'm just like I, yeah. I don't know where the fuck I'm what am I supposed to do with this this slide mechanic I just unlocked how do I where do I get to slide under the thing I couldn't get under last time you know this game's cool because as you find these things you can bookmark them for yourself in game and that is that is going to propel Metroidvania's uh 
you know, moving forward indefinitely. I think everyone's going to use that in their upcoming Metroid. It's a sick feature. Yeah. I mean, it should be more common for sure. I think people are going to, it does take, it does take an element of difficulty out of the game, but I imagine that that's an element of difficulty that we can live without these days. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, we don't have to fucking go outside to take a shit anymore either. So, it's like one of those things where it's like, do you want to be you challenged? Know, why not just get rid of this? Yeah. Do you want to have a photogenic, whatever photographic memory? Do you, do you need to have that to beat this game? Do you have to remember every nook and cranny of this fucking maze to get through it? Like, no. You know, because if I were the Prince of Persia or whoever the fuck this guy is, which I've heard he's not the Prince of Persia, he's just another character, I would keep a little scroll and I'd write these little locations down. Okay, about eight, eight, eight marks to the left. One up, two to the right is where I can do the slide mechanic. Put that in my pocket. Yeah, you know, like these people would would keep they would they'd be cartographers in in some way. They would remember how they where to go. So why are we expected to memorize that shit? Anyways, um, the last thing that I did and I and I and I didn't get to play it yet. Um, I forgot. I did. I forgot and I didn't forget. But Charlie, my dog, loves to. Uh, loves to freak out when he sees animals on TV. And I forgot how integral horses are in the last of us part two. And Mm -hmm. I started trying to play this. I got the remaster. I did the buy. I did the buy up path for 10 bucks. I got it. Um, I wanted to see the extra content. I wanted to try the, um, the no turning back or whatever it's called where you can't die. Um, they have like daily, daily, uh, what are they called? Um, uh, man, what's it called? It's it's like daily rankings or something like that. And uh, if you last like longer than other people in certain areas within mm. like that day, you can be on the daily whatever. And I think that's a cool idea. And I think it's a really neat and interesting way to uh, offer some replayability to The Last of Us. Because I guess the levels themselves actually change. It's like the same – they must be using AI or procedurally generated levels or something interesting to regenerate these maps um, in a way that feels fresh with the bad guys. And I think that's really cool. I haven't tried it, but that's what I understand. And I don't know, man. I just uh, – I bought it, but I haven't really got a chance to fuck with it. What about you, Jake? So I – dude, I don't fucking know. I've been playing <laughs> – I was telling you yesterday. I've been playing uh, – what the hell am I playing? Proteus. Death Stranding. Oh yeah, right. Death Stranding. I I got a. Uh, I'm like 12 hours into it, and I was telling you yesterday. I keep bouncing back and forth between like loving and not hating the game, but just being like kind of mad about it. And the mad parts are when I'm like fucking running around for hours Mm. with like and and I know that's like kind of the game but I just wish that like I don't know I feel like there are elements to this gameplay where it feels incomplete like you were talking about with Final Fantasy 16 that like how like when you're running around the open world, it feels like there's not a lot to do and it's incomplete. That's how I feel about the about Death Stranding. It's like why are there's there's literally zero NPCs in this game. 
you talk to fucking holograms when you get to these areas and they're talking about all these cities that you're going to but you don't go to the fucking city on the outskirts there's like a box that you go to and you drop shit into a hole say that you completed your run and there's no fucking people around you're just talking to a hologram and the only the only actual npcs that you interact with are the fucking uh the raiders the mules yeah right and they're like a kind of a cool they're like i can't decide if it's cool or hokey that they're like you know they used to be delivery people but then they went crazy like and like now they're addicted to deliveries like i don't know how i they're feel about it. it's like very kojima it's like very kojima but like it is a little bit weird mm. um but my big thing is like the the combat is just not fun like there's there's no there's nothing fun about the combat in the game. I get it. They're like, you know, Norman Reedus, who or whatever the fuck his name is, is like, I'm not a fighter. I'm a fucking delivery boy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get that, but this is a game. Like I want to be able to fucking. You can give me non-lethal weapons, but like. Like, for example, I was telling you yesterday how I got the, finally got the Bolo gun. I was like, fuck, cool, I got a gun. I get it. It's non-lethal. Dude, that's fine. More. I can wrap up yeah. enemies or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, shoot a guy. He goes down, and I'm running around doing my own thing. And all of a sudden, he's fucking hitting me from behind. I'm like, what the fuck? Turns out the Bolo gun and only incapacitates them for like 30 seconds. And then they just get up and start attacking you yeah. again. The only way for you to take them out permanently, in quotes, because you can't kill anybody is to like sneak up behind them and wrap them up with your freaking uh strand which is just a rope and then or you got to punch them out which when you got 15 of these fucking guys attacking you, you is almost impossible out, without you know getting murdered or whatever so dude you just gotta play it further i, I promise dude just gotta trust me i know but it's like dude I get that, but I fucking hate that argument. I get it. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're only you're only twelve hours in. You got to get to fucking twenty hours in until you get the fucking <laughs> thing that makes it fun. And it's like, bro, I, like the store. The only reason I'm playing this game is because the story is semi is like interesting enough to hold my attention, and. The trailer for the second game was fucking awesome, and I really want to pl- – I like, I'm hoping that the second game fixes everything that I don't like about the first game. And to be fair, this game was made in like three years, which is really short for a AAA Kojima-style game. Yeah. So – Hats so off I, to I'm Kojima not, though because like, – like, That's crazy. I do feel like the game was made quickly, and because of that – maybe suffered a little bit and i will say though like i do enjoy some of the time when you're just like especially when it's like sunny out and you're like walking across the landscape and you're climbing the mountains and stuff and like one of the songs will come on oh yeah when the songs kick in like it's it's very cool but then it's like you know I love like to me it's like <laughs> I, I got like, a bridges hat, dude. A, I don't know. I fucking love point it. Point A I hear you, though. to point B. I've got to get there. 
I know there's going to be the fucking time fall in the BTs, and I know there's going to be the mules and shit, and then finally you unlock the motorbike, and it's like, okay, now I don't have to run everywhere, but then the next place you got to deliver to is fucking straight up cliff sides, and there's rocks all over the place. Can't use a fucking motorbike anyway, so why'd you give it to me? But, but you? like you said yesterday, it's like, oh, well, you got to build the roads and shit. Right. And it's like, okay, well, okay, I can build the <laughs> fucking roads, but I got to spend two hours collecting metal Yum. to fucking build the road so that I and, and it only does one little section. Yeah, it doesn't do a, a fucking long, long ass road. So it's like, like you really got to love walking around in this world to to like be in love with this game. And I I, I feel like. Don't get me wrong. I think the game is great <laughs> from a, a presentation perspective. Oh, I love the the story and everything that's going on. I love the idea of the game. Oh, my God, yeah. But I honestly feel like people that say that this game is like a 10 out of 10, it's just like it, – it's like Stockholm Syndrome almost. You're like suppressing – the bad shit dude in the i game. don't know i so think that you because the story yeah. is so cool and that kojima like fucking ninjas your brain <laughs> into thinking that this is awesome because of all of the fucking crazy shit that he does and don't get me wrong i love that about it mm-hmm. but first of all too much shit to read in this game i don't read any of it second of all unless it like seems like it might be important second of all the optional deliveries I, I was like, okay. I, I Googled it real quick. I was like, do I have to do any of this shit? And they're like, no, you don't really have to do any of it. Just fucking follow the main story. And I'm like, all right, don't do any of them now. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do – unless there's like optional shipments that are convenient where it's like on the way. Mm-hmm. I'm going there anyway. I'll load the extra shit on my hover cart or my fucking back Map or whatever. out your route, but yeah. I'll be honest with you. This game does provide some of the funniest fucking shit in the world where you've got, like, Sam Porter Bridges has a backpack that's, like, 14 feet tall because you're just throwing packages on the back of it. And then you're just running around, and then you stumble and fall down the fucking hill, and all these packages go flying all over the place. Or, or like the thing that pisses me off, but is like actually hilarious, is when you get washed away in a river, oh. and like all your packages come flying off, and now oh. you gotta like chase them down the river to try and like get them. It's like, it's like, dude. I gotta be honest. There's some Benny Hill ass moments in this game when you're trying to deliver these packages, but I'll be, but like the BT shit is fucking awesome. Like I wish. That that was like more of the challenge, and let like I wish that like just the walking around and jumping over rocks was less of a challenge, and more of it was like the BTS, and they gave you more like tools of how to deal with them. Have you encountered that that idea? Is fucking cool. Have you encountered any of the whales yet? Mm Hmm. Okay. Because like when you have an important delivery, dude, and like the storm starts rolling in. They're just like, fuck, it's about to happen. And they're like, and you get caught and they're like fucking grabbing you oh, and shit. And God. then like the whales pop up so and you have to like good. trudge through the black shit. It is, uh, I do admit that that part of it is awesome. The payoff the is there. themselves. And that can't happen all the time or else it wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. But I will admit, like I just did this one boss fight 
where it's like I, it, like the whole fight is me just like jumping from building to building and throwing these grenades yeah. and it's like it's not bad but it's like to me it seems do you have the blood the blood grenades and stuff yet yeah okay that, that's what the fight was was like the first time you use those because it's <laughs> like this blood. is the only way to kill bts and it's like all right i do love Carrying the idea though I do love the idea, though, of, like, you just, like, pissing and shitting in your, like, fucking safe house. And they're like, we're going to make a grenade out of your poop. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, okay, well, that's kind of whatever. But, uh, so anyway. It's a filthy game. Enough about that training. Yeah. Because that game's been around for a while. But I will say, I'm sticking it out. I do like playing it, but I can't, like, if I play it for more than an hour or two at a time, like, I start getting very just, like... Like a horse just chomping at the bit, like, let me fucking do something. Yeah. But no, I got to just run around. And so, uh, but yeah, I'm going to stick it out. Have you used, like a, I said, I'm like 12 hours in. Have you used like a ladder in conjunction with the motorbike to like cross shit, like chasms and stuff? Um, I haven't done that yet because to be honest with it's you, fucking wild. the coolest part about the game, and I get that like this is the whole gimmick of the fucking thing, is that when you're online and everybody else has already built all this shit for you, and then you can just kind of use it, mm. and I think that that is cool, and I do really like that, but it's like if I'm not connected to the internet, like I'm just fucked. Yeah. Like I got to do all this shit manually or like carry like – more than my body weight in ladders and fucking pitons and all this crap. And I think that's and like that's the meta narrative of of the whole game is is that it, it's you know we how often do you drive your car on a road and not even think about like how that connects probably to every know, single fucking I place know, in America. But it's still a video game, and I still want to have fun <laughs> playing it. And it's like the other thing too is like the reason why I looked up do I have to do these deliveries yeah. is because like. The way that the progression system works in the game is completely – it's not understandable at all. It doesn't make any sense. They don't explain to you how anything works. They're just like, if you do these deliveries, you get fucking likes. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about likes. I don't give a shit if anyone likes me. I just want to beat the goddamn game. But like somehow likes correspond to like character progression and like – dude, it's so opaque how any of this shit works. That I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to mainline the game. I'm going to do the side missions that are like relevant <laughs> to getting the extra equipment that I need. I will say, like, I thought the motorbike was going to be the fucking cool thing. Like, I got the bike. Yeah. Now I can drive around and shit. But actually, the dopest thing I've gotten so far is the power legs. Because, <laughs> like... Now I can carry shit and not fall down all the time. Yeah. Because it like doubles your capacity Keep them or charged, whatever. dude. So uh yeah, but thankfully like all the structures that you encounter, they have like they charge for you. So as long as you're not running everywhere, they work pretty good. Anyway, have you have you have real quick, have you created something in like a really difficult spot that you're like I fucking need this here. And then you make it and then you you end up back in that area and you see other people had used it. Um, cause that's so no. awesome. Like when you go back to something you put down in network and like, let's say like the game brings you back to that area and you're like, Oh yeah, I fucking remember making this thing. 
and and you look and it's got all kinds of likes and all kinds of little awards from other gamers who are like thanks for fucking making this it makes you feel so good like it's it's interesting it's fucking wild Dude, this is just this is just this game it's like fucking facebook the game and i i <laughs> i just don't facebook I don't, the game is so much bigger than that and better I don't I mean uh, I I care about the story and the narrative but man I just don't give a fuck about any of the likes Well dude I'm not putting shit down for other people I'm putting it down for me but like you get validation you do get validation that the thing that you fucking put down there was a good gaming move because if other people are using that fucking ladder they're like oh yeah this this is probably the you know, as the crow flies, the quickest way to get to this destination, and people are like, yeah. "Oh, thank God, there's a fucking ladder here," or "Thank God, there's a fucking rope," or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that that is the best part because, like, I dude, I won't play this game offline because I gotta have all that shit. Like, there'll be a package <laughs> in the bottom of a fucking canyon, oh. and it's like, dude, I can't go down. And then you gotta trudge back out with it, and there, <laughs> but then like you walk over and there's a there's a rope that goes down and a ladder that comes like, back up, God. and I'm like, all they're right, probably mine. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I will admit though like i do run around it like every time i use something like i like it or whatever because i'm sure people get off on that but it's it's just not i don't know it's it's very bizarre and i don't hate it but i don't love it either i wish they would just be like here's some fucking xp yeah and it, like th- this is how you- the progression works it's more more uh i don't know run of the mill I what would the elevator pitch be for death stranding Dude, I don't know. My feeling is that Facebook Kojima again. just walked Kojima just walked into freaking Sony and was like, "I'm making a game. Do you guys want in?" And Sony was just like, "Yeah, here's a bunch of money. I don't give a fuck what it is." And Kojima was like, "All right, cuz it's going to be this. It's going to be a doozy." Yeah, right. This I'm going to bring gonna in my buddy something. Norman Reedus and my buddy uh fucking uh Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And uh we're going to make a game. Norman's going to carry a baby around. And uh, you know he's he's gonna look badass, but he's not a fighter, you know. Dude, Sarah Sarah's been like every so often she'll watch me play some of it. She's like, "What the fuck is this game?" Because like I'm like you like the baby starts freaking out and you pull oh, it off yeah, your you chest and you have it. to like shake it and like so it stops whining and then you put it back on and then the baby will start giving you likes and shit because yeah. you escaped you some BT and, and like shit. she's like, "What the." fuck is this yeah, and like liked your yeah <laughs> so good i can't imagine explaining this game to like if you were anyone but kojima this game would never see the light of day it it, it in order for it to exist it required kojima and vice versa yeah it's, it couldn't uh, exist in any other in any other version of this world in reality because these two things need to line up perfectly and i'm dude i'm so glad you're playing it and i love it are you playing yeah, anything else? I, uh, I do enjoy it, um, but it, I, I do have my issues with it. So I I also was playing – I played a little bit of uh, – I got back into Gran Turismo a little bit this week and was playing some of that in VR. It's still so fucking good. I was actually shocked because I haven't played it in a few – I haven't played it in months. Yeah. So I was actually kind of shocked that I jumped back in and I was still like able to throw down pretty good um, in the single player. Dude, the guys online are fucking yeah. – there's no way. I'm never going to be able to compete with any of them. But uh, I can still win races against AI, which is pretty cool. Um, 
And then I downloaded – I've been kind of on the VR kick, right? So I downloaded a demo for this game called Hubris, which seemed like it might be kind of interesting. It was like a sort of like an alien like adventure, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of a shooter thing. And um, it was fucking kind of bad, so I just deleted it. I was like, I'm not buying this. And then I was watching a bunch of shit about that Vertigo 2 game. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? This looks good. It's only 30 bucks, So I bought it. And uh, I started playing it uh, yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. And, um, dude, if you want to talk about, like, this game, you could tell the people that made this game just love Half-Life. Oh, really? And uh, they... Um, like it's like but it's like a like the main like the main guy that helps you is like the scientist who's like balding it's like a fucking parody of half-life mm. and there's all this like interdimensional shit and like aliens and like is it good though I but mean, like it it's, it's really cartoony and everything here's the thing is that it doesn't control very well weird everything else about it i'm like it's fine. Like it, it. Like I'm okay with the characters being all goofy and like, like because the characters are fun and the voice acting is fun and everything. I'm okay with the animations being clunky and weird and because this was made by like one guy or mm. something. And so I'm okay with all that. But like, I never know where I'm aiming in this fucking game. I'll literally point the gun at someone. And I'll pull the trigger and I'm like shooting the floor or like I'm shooting the fucking ceiling and shit. Mm. And I'm like, what is going on here? It's like if you look, if you like if I if I put both hands on the gun and I focus really hard to make sure that the reticles are lined up and I pull the trigger, I will shoot what I'm aiming at. But there is zero tolerance for moving your reticle at all out of like the little zone Mm. and – Dude, I was telling Sarah before I came up here because I was playing it a little bit before be- between work and when we started the podcast. And uh, I was getting so frustrated because, like, they drop you in a room and there's all these bad guys. And I'm, like, shooting just fucking wildly, missing everything that I'm aiming at. And I'm dying. And, like, and, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, I think I was just. Dude, Resident Evil did it so fucking good. I know. It's, we get it's spoiled, so man. good. That I think it's just like it ruined this type of game for me. Mm. Like I don't know. Like now maybe this game is just bad at it. And maybe if I play other games like I don't know, freaking Crossfire or Pavlov. Uh, what, what was that? Or Pavlov or something. What was the maybe one? it would maybe be fine. Um Synt- Synapse, maybe? Or or Synapse, yeah. Maybe like the maybe like they would be maybe it fine maybe fine. Maybe this game just kinda uh, you know, like, cause I'll be honest with you. I have a feeling that there may be a little bit of auto aiming going on in Resident Evil that kind of make you feel like a badass, but that's part of the experience. And, but the other thing too is like aiming the guns feel very natural yeah. in Resident oh, Evil. Yeah. Whereas like in this game, they don't. 
Mm. Like your hands have to be in like a weird position to line up the reticles and stuff. And like, I'm, I'm really bummed out about it. That I gotta sucks. be honest with you. I'm yeah. not even, I'm not even pissed about spending the $30 or anything. I'm just bummed because the characters and the world and like, it's all goofy and I really like it. And I love the voice acting and stuff, but like, I just, I'm so frustrated trying to fucking shoot bad guys that I just want to throw my controller. Yeah, that's and, crazy. Uh, so I'm a little bit bummed out about that. But um, I'm probably going to try and play a little bit more of it, try and stick with it or whatever. You should have got Switchback and, VR. Uh, dude, I should have just fucking bought Synapse is what I should have bought because it was the same price. Yeah. And that game is supposedly really cool. But the one thing that turned me off about it is because is that I think it's a roguelike. They all, I think they, I, yeah, didn't they also say about Synapse, is it, didn't mean to cut you off, didn't they say that like it, it requires a lot of movement and stuff? Like it's really uh, engaging in that way? It wouldn't surprise me, but, oh, dude, you want to talk about, so this game has also got some like bugs mm. where like if I, like I, there's this one section where you get into this flying vehicle and you're like flying around and you have to man this turret to like shoot these robotic helicopters that are coming after you or whatever. When the when the thing that you're in is turning, your vision does not turn with the aircraft. So you're constantly having to reorient yourself over the gun oh, and then man. aim. And then sometimes the position of your character will actually move around inside of the aircraft. So, like, my hands will be on the turret, but my arms are stretched out really long because I, like, backed away from it. So I got to, like, walk. Dude, it's fucked. But, like, I don't know. Like, I could overlook that stuff if, like, if they just sorted the aiming shit out. And maybe there is a way. Like, I I need to Google it. Maybe there's a way you can fix it. But, like, um, I don't know. I want to love this game, but it's, it's it's really frustrating me. Uh, and then, but that's, as far as my games go, that's it. Uh, I, dude, I, I kind of wish I had just saved my 30 bucks and bought Resident Evil 4. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 cause I know, I know for a fucking fact, I would have loved that game. But part of me is like, well, maybe I'll play the shitty game and then I'll play Resident Evil 4 and just be that much more excited about it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm glad you're playing VR though. All right. Well, that was the games that we're playing. Thank you for that. And uh, listener feedback is usually what we talk about. If you guys want to write this show, you can write us, P.S. This is awesome at gmail.com. Or you can leave comments on our YouTube videos. And uh, I do want to say that I have been putting up shorts. I've told you last episode, I haven't put any new ones up in a while. But uh, before we talk about the shorts, we did have a couple people write in about our topic last week was, are, are there too many games? And uh, Big Box writes in. Thank you for still listening, Big Box. We appreciate the message. Uh, Big Box writes, guys, great topic this week. Legitimately unique. I just wanted to see if you distinguish between multiplayer and single player when it comes to getting, quote unquote, lost in the noise. Recently... We've seen Lethal Company light up the charts, a game made by a 20-year-old Roblox creator with essentially zero budget. Multiplayer is littered with these kinds of examples. Dota, PUBG, Unturned, Valheim, Among Us, 
BattleBit Remastered, etc. It feels like a quality multiplayer game that can get 100 players has a chance to grow into a huge success without the help of marketing or media. It doesn't feel the same for an indie single-player game. Do you agree? And if so, what's the difference? I, I don't disagree with you. So, yeah, I kind of do agree with that. I, I, I feel like multiplayer, if you can get a couple people to play your game, the, the essence of multiplayer is kind of a they call them multiplayer communities right and what do you do in a community is you share so uh if you have something that you like and you want to be able to play it with people you're going to tell other people hey you need to get on this and play this with me you need to try this and then that person tries it and then they're like oh yeah hey i'm going to tell my friends so they can play and then that exponentially just can grow a game whereas single player my opinion is you're not playing with anybody else so you don't there's there's no there's no reward for talking about games that you have a good experience with unless you really care about your gaming friends and you want them to try a cool experience and if you gravitate towards single player games there's a chance that you probably don't have a lot of friends that play games so you know i i think that that might be the root of all this but thanks for writing in happy 2024 to you as well jake do you got anything on this uh, I guess this is kind of a tough question. Big box is good for the answer because, like, I would agree that it's probably easier for a good multiplayer game to hit because people, like you said, are gonna want more people to play. So it's going to um sort of take off has a better chance of taking off but multiplayer games are much easier to die because if they don't get that bump and explode they're not carrying the player count they're going to kill the server so they don't have to do maintenance and all that or kind people of just stuff. aren't going to want to play it right whereas a single player game may be harder to get to have that initial like bang where it blows up but it could have a much longer tail because it can exist in perpetuity you don't need fucking servers to play a single player game you don't have to worry about upkeep and content and all this other kind of shit so i think that that there 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 might be there's definitely, especially in today's day and age, I would say that he's probably correct that it is easier for uh, – actually, I don't know because like the thing is is that I think it's easier for a multiplayer game to explode, harder for a multiplayer game to stick around because how many games have we talked about where it's like there's been a lot of hype – comes out, bam, a gazillion players, and then one year later, all the servers are shut off because people stop playing it after the first month. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, maybe the developer made their money back in that time or whatever, but multiplayer games have to have content in perpetuity unless it's a game like, you know, unless it's like a, a Among a, Us. An, an add-on to like a single-player concept like a Last of Us multiplayer or think about like uh, maybe like a Halo 3 multiplayer or something like that. But 
I feel like single player games can you could create think about like the this is a very bizarre uh um analogy that almost nobody will get but think about like the sugar man like that dude made a fucking tape and quit playing music and then like 20 years later found out that he was a hero to like a whole population of people across the world like chile or something and and it's like a single player game can have that kind of second life where the they created it it got online it didn't get like the the storefront presence that maybe it deserved, so it didn't get found, didn't get found. But then over time, the right person picked that game up, posted it on their Instagram or whatever, and now everybody's talking about it. And now two years after this game comes out, it becomes a smash hit because it doesn't need to have any kind of live service element to it. And multiplayer games don't have that luxury. So I think it's much more common for a – I don't know, man. It's a crapshoot. I don't want to say that it's much more common for multiplayer games to die than single-player games. But it's like I, I, I think that it's, it's just – it really boils down to – luck yeah yeah yeah. like you have to have the right people playing your games at the right time and marketing does play a toll but it has to be at the right time you have to have a good game but you also have to have a game that is sustainable over time and i don't know like nowadays people's attention span is so short that you can't like I guarantee you, um, what were we talking about? Lethal Company. That game is the fucking bee's knees right now. But I don't know that that game is going to be as big as it is in perpetuity. Like it's not. It's not going to be the fucking next Fortnite. Maybe it will be, but like. You know, it's it's strange. These the, these things come and go, and no matter what, you're uh, you're taking a risk when you put a game out there. The only thing that you can do is hope that somebody looks at it. Yeah. And the problem is, is that the tools and everything, like this, like Big Box said himself, the this guy was a Roblox creator. You can create Roblox games for fucking free and sell them online, and it's like. So, so, and essentially you can use Unity for free. You can use Unreal, Unreal Engine for free. Like, anyone who knows how to type two words into a computer can make a fucking game now. How many? And that's why there's so many out there. How many games are created by people just making games on Roblox? Is this lightning mm. in a bottle? This kid just get lucky? I don't know. I haven't played this game. Well, I, I don't know. I don't think that this. I don't think that this game was created in Roblox. Okay, fair enough then. But I could be wrong about that. It was just like he made a game in Roblox where he kind of had some success with it. Oh, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with Lethal Company, right? Yeah. So I got lost in the weeds there for a minute. I agree. 
So, but anyway, it's a great I question. I, I I think if if we can unlock the answer to some of these things we've been talking about this episode and last episode. Um, also, I will la- one last note. Even though like we didn't fucking answer Big Box's question at all, I did. My one last note is that. Indie games have another sort of uh, mark against them in that it seems like nowadays very few people want to play anything that isn't like a $200 million AAA game. So if it's not the next fucking – I'm going to use Call of Duty as an example even though I don't really mean that. But if it's not like this next huge fucking thing – People are going to be like, ugh, ugh, I don't care about that. In the single-player space. Right. Whereas, like, and, and believe me, I know that's fucking hyperbole. I know there are people that love indie games. I know that this is not, like, a dead art form or anything like that. But it's like, I don't know. I don't want to rehash the same argument that we had last week. Fair enough. But, you know, it is cool that in the multiplayer games space, somebody can make a game like... uh among us and it blows up but it doesn't blow up because among us is that great of a game it's because the experiences that people have with each other while they're playing it or like these human fall flat and like fucking games like that where it's just hilarious people's interactions they're almost like with social each other. experiences or experiments right or you know um i would say like a, a more like even even uh, even a Lethal Company is a similar experience. Like the reason why that game is blowing up is because it's fucking hilarious to like have your friends in proximity chat and like one of them gets killed and you don't know if he's alive or dead or like what's going on and like all this weird shit's happening and you have to work together and or just um, lose contact with somebody you were talking with. And yeah, so I I don't know, man. It's it's very it's very interesting, and I would love to see some like more legitimate experimentation or more like I would love to see like an actual like uh, scholarly study done on something like this. Yeah. I'm sure like there've been see, like I'm sure there've been like theses and stuff written about game development and why some work and why don't and I I'd be interested to dive into that and look. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's just uh it's almost like marketing, right? You, you just gotta like mm-hmm. be able to analyze the the like the the way that the way that humanity thinks. The psychology like you gotta be an of marketing groupthink or something. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's very very weird. Well, anywho, yeah. The next the next uh, write in we got was from one black talent. Good to see you again. And uh, they they write the new Prince of Persia game runs at one twenty FPS. I will be able to play this on my new TV. I believe both of you have TVs that support one twenty FPS. And, uh, yeah, uh, I do. Uh, Jake, you have a 120, right? I don't know if my TV natively supports it or not, to be honest with you. I've never mm. tried. Mine does. I know mine does because I played I played Destiny at this at this frame rate, and it worked, and it was awesome. Mm. I used, like, the nice. ER channel or whatever special port you got to use to get that, and it was cool. Yeah, we do. I hope you enjoy the new Prince of Persia game, man. If you get it, let us know what you think. I just wish... Well, I've only played the demo, but I just wish that it was a little more faster paced. Everything else about it was fine. I just feel like it, for the style of game it is, I want it to be a little bit more 
You know what I mean? That kind of like uh, arcade music, but it was just more like. And it, that was like the vibe of Prince of Persia as opposed to the other thing I just mouthed. Um, so, real, yeah. real quick, uh, we posted a short, Jake, about this indie talk that you had where you were, you were talking about maybe PlayStation offering an incentive. And man, this thing fucking blew up. And I had no clue this was going to happen. Um, we had almost, th- it's probably at 3,000 views now. We had like mm. almost 100 likes, which is like the most any video we've ever posted for the podcast. And we had like tons of comments. I'm just going to dive real quick into some of these um, just because it, w- it was actually a feat of the podcast. What d- To reiterate what you said, you said they should give you the option to buy a brand new game for like $70 and then charge you $10 more and throw in like an indie game that maybe you wouldn't have checked out otherwise. And you, you were like, every fucking time I would do this. <laughs> so <laughs> you can imagine what people were saying. So um, – the first person writes in Exalted Space 9224 says, For me, no. Mostly due to my massive backlog, but also, sincerely, I'm rather picky on what games I buy and when. For me, this seems like gambling for a game I probably wouldn't like. So, all right, fair enough. Uh, I get that. I get it. Yeah. This, is, this, isn't, a, this isn't a compulsatory it's thing. Not, like, you would right. opt in. Yeah, it's not mandatory. Like, you, you say, ah, maybe I'll roll the <laughs> dice this time around. Maybe not for you, Exalted Space, but thanks for writing in. Um, and this, there's also not any right or wrong reaction to this, which I thought was correct, interesting. Correct. Yes. Um, because the, the whole scenario is a hypothetical to begin with, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and this is what people want to fucking talk about. It's a made up idea you had. Um, Merkage three writes in, that's a horrible idea. What the fuck? Just buy indie games. <laughs> um, it, and, and I will say the post got like about a hundred likes. And everyone who liked it, I'm thinking, are in agreement with you, Jacob. A, a lot of the yeah, comments well, were like, eh, maybe not. So, uh, well, well, I, I think, I, I think that uh, there wasn't a lot of context in the short either. Yes, that's true. Um, but the, <laughs> I think, I think the idea is just like, it's not. The problem is you go on the fucking store – like if there was context, if they listened to the episode, they right. would have known that we talked about the fact that when you go on the store, there's like 10 million fucking games on it. It's there. impossible to pick one if you never heard of them. Yeah. And, and it's like, hey, man, just like like I'm a, I'm a working fucking adult man that doesn't have three hours to browse the fucking store, read every watch a on bunch every of trailers time. and all this stuff. It's like, hey, I, like I want to try something new. Fucking hit me. And like some people are into that experience, you know, where it's just like that's what all these like boxes are. Like, oh, you want a loot crate? Oh, you want a blah 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 makeup box? Or oh, you want a you know? They even make even make mystery Doritos, right? Where it's like you get the fucking bag of Doritos and you don't know what flavor they are because you have analysis paralysis, right? You can't think. That's what it is, man. You can't make a decision, so you let someone else just fucking make it for you for ten dollars. You're saying. No sweat off my shoulders. You tell me what you think I might like, and I'll give you ten bucks, and I'll give it a shot. So and to be clear, I, I, I think that the developer of the game should get paid for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like Excuse you know me, what yeah. I mean? It's 
100%. It's not like uh, it's not like I'm not paying them. I'm just not actively choosing which <laughs> game I buy. Right. And and ELIA Tom 36 Gaming 91 writes in or you know, just browse indie games. You're missing the point, person, because the point was was that like there's too many. Like just throw us one. Go check out the last episode. Yeah. And then Doug Smith 1005 had must have had a really a really wild hair because he'd go in. I'm like, is this even on the right video? I'm going to read this because it's hilarious, and I'll read through it quick. Um, they write, all these $60 to $200 games are coming out broken and not worth the money as is. Forza Motorsport being a perfect example. The game is literal garbage and a step down from the last iteration in almost every way with pa- absolutely nothing new added. Car selection is worse. Track selection is worse. Single player worse, no working replays, no stats, tire wear, miles per gallon is completely different from single to multiplayer for no reason that I have, or no reason than to have one set of races every other week that require pit stops, disappearing tracks. Game literally wouldn't post for a large number of players uh, for weeks. Penalty penalty system is garbage. Um, Off-track, quote-unquote, curbs meant to strip corner cutting are unrealistic invisible crash walls that do nothing in multiplayer where it would matter but destroy your car in single player if you look at them funny no drift lobbies even though they copy copy pasted drift suspension from previous games no drag races same thing and instead of fixing any of these things they're winning awards while having an extremely negative score on steam or any other player-based rating system all the media assholes keep giving it 10 out of 10 they as they can keep uh, so they can keep getting early access to keep reviewing and getting clicks. Sorry for the rant, but the industry is beyond broken right now with Fallout, Cyberpunk, that space game, anything from EA or Bethesda, NBA 2K, Madden or some of the worst offenders. All this, and this is the time you think people would want to spend $10 extra to package something that is usually $10 or less by itself anyway? Just so large, a, just so a large corp can take sixty percent of the sale of the indie game anyway. Then Sony can rake their twenty five percent, and the indie dev gets maybe more sales, but walks away from programming since they are taking home less than ten percent of sales after taxes. This dude, we must have caught Doug Smith on a bad fucking day, but it's yeah, so I funny. Dude, I read this. He, he is so fucking mad about Forza. Yeah, dude, it, it's hey. literally. <laughs> I saw this and I was so happy to read it because at first I was like, is, "Were we talking about Gran Turismo? Did he post on the <laughs> wrong post?" No, and then and then the last the last paragraph or the last two paragraphs or whatever is just like, "Yeah, no, it, this is the time you want to spend ten dollars to take something away." Dude, I I gotta say, I gotta say, I appreciate this write in. For its passion. <laughs> um, and I do agree that there is a there is a seemingly increasing problem with games not working right out of the box. I think a lot of that has to do with online stuff yeah. and, and things like that. But uh, this guy is – he must have had just a sh- – either he just really hates the new Forza game or – He's had a maybe a string of bad experiences, bro. Maybe just take a break from gaming for a little bit, dude. He's so if upset. like you're this upset with the way that the industry is, I, I I do agree. I do agree with you. I do as well. Mr. Yeah, there's Smith. a lot of fucking. I do agree games. that there is a problem with it, and that there is there is something inherently wrong 
with big business kind of controlling when games get released and stuff. But on the flip side of that, people only want games that cost $300 million. So the company that's funding that is going to be pushing to get that game out ASAP so that they can get their money back. So we have to we have to there's a there's there is a, an element of push and pull with the industry where we have to accept games that are a little bit smaller, a little bit more self a little bit more contained. Not broken and, games though. We're not saying accept broken right. games. No, we're not saying broken. We're just saying a little bit more reasonable in terms of scope so that you know they don't cost nearly as much money. Now, I understand that it's not that simple, blah 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 blah. You know, Big businesses are going to be greedy and all this mm. stuff. Shit's going to happen no matter what. I get it, mm. but and I I do think that like the the last statement he meant made about the the freaking percentage of sales and stuff. I mean, that, I think that's a little bit hyperbole, but I because you know, yes, this this may or may not be true if the if it's the if they've got like a publisher right and then sony might take you know their let's say they take their 30 percent because that's like the going rate and then let's say that the the developer hasn't paid their game off yet right and it's like okay well the publisher takes the other recoup 70 percent until the game is paid off and then they give royalties to the developer at which point they might get, depending on their agreement, they get anywhere from, you know, I don't know, let's just say zero percent all the way up to freaking seventy percent. But in your, in, so yeah, dude, and in your hypothetical situation, though, this indie developer, because they're part of this possible opt-in program, this fake hypothetical program, has more visibility and uh, a higher probably percentage of someone paying money for their game. Right, as opposed to just sitting on the but, store and never being played. Well, that's the thing is that like their game is still for sale. Like right. this would just be, it's not like they're lose. Like in my hypothetical <laughs> fucking world, <laughs> the developer is not losing any money. So even if they only make ten percent, right. they're they're making ten percent that they wouldn't make otherwise. Because remember, the person buying the game doesn't know they're getting this game. It's not like they're choosing to pay for it at a discount. Right. It's just they're getting it randomly. Mm-hmm. And for the convenience, the developer takes uh, a decreased whatever sum of money, but that's a sale they wouldn't get otherwise. Right. So it's like now maybe if. Like you get this scenario where the person buying the game is like, oh man, I I'm really really I'm really thinking about I'm really thinking about buying fucking uh I don't know Narita Boy, but eh, I don't want to spend the money. And then they roll the dice out when they're buying God of War, and they just happen to get Narita Boy as their fucking game. And so the developer, instead of getting the full price because they were going to buy it anyway, they they didn't get that because they got it on this this you know whatever gambling program or whatever we <laughs> want to call it. It's like, I, I just I feel like I feel like dude, think, you know, let me just say there's this. a lot of there's a lot of passion in this this statement, and um, I think we're missing the forest through the trees a little bit. Well, let me, but, dude, let me say this: of all of the 312 episodes. 
after this is released that we've had gaming talk. Your hypothetical PSN store blurb has brought us the most attention that we've ever had, <laughs> which is absolutely I, I hilarious. Love, I do, I do love, like, I. I would love to see more write-ins like this. Like, I don't want write-ins where people are, like, being mean to us or anything. Right. But, like, just, like, people who are passionate yeah. and want to, sh- want to like, share their thoughts yeah. and give us a chance to, like, sort of respond to them, especially if it's about something that we say. The other thing that I noticed about this statement, too, and I think this is, like, this is just hyperbole bred from passion, but it's, like – like what game costs two hundred dollars? Like unless you're one of these people paying for like the two hundred dollar fucking super ultra deluxe edition of Far Cry Six or whatever the fuck it is that comes with like a you know a, a designer trash can or whatever the that, fuck that you get might with be com like, that might be commentary on the increase in game prices these days, right? That might just be, be like it could be. You know, like I said, it, it could it could be just he's just being hyper sixty to whatever but, the hell they're going to be down the road, right? Possibly two hundred fucking dollars for a game down the road. Um, I don't right. think we're anywhere close to two hundred, but uh, yeah, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Six might cost a hundred bucks. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they'll do it, but you're right; it could happen, and people would gladly pay it. But to be fair, most of the time, uh, you know. They put out games that aren't broken, but also remember, Grand Theft Auto Six is going to cost like two billion dollars to make. Mm. So, if they want to charge a hundred dollars for it, they're, they're going to make charge a hundred dollars. They're going to make so much money on pre-orders alone for that fucking game. They're, they'll like, probably make all their money back on pre-orders. Oh, yeah. more more than all their money back. Yeah, they're going to make a profit yeah. on pre-orders. I guarantee I can see it. <sighs> We should, dude, we need to move on. I, it's getting I so late. It's already fucking eight o'clock. It's yeah, great we gotta, podcast. We gotta though. rip through these news. We will. I agree. I agree. We've been we've been talking real good. There's not, and I lo- I love these write-ins. I hope uh, I hope we get some more feedback from the listeners. And I'm glad, like I'm glad that a, at least a hundred people liked my silly fucking example or or idea that probably would never actually work in practice. I don't know, but I think it's genius. I think it's a. I just think it's a cool thing. Like I love these little you know, buy-ups where you get just like, you know, just think about, think about those fucking, remember those gumball machines, but instead of gumballs, it would be like, you would get like a little plastic egg and it would have like a fucking ring in it or like a, a, a sticky hand or something like that. Mm. It's like, that shit is cool. You know, like just being able to be like, I know I want a trinket and I just want to see what the fuck I get. And it's like, okay. Roll the dice. Ten boners. Jesus. I, <laughs> real quick on the stats on that video, again, real quick, because it's so funny to me. I, I'm going to click it, and the, the, the people might actually hear it play here. There's 2.5 thousand views. Okay, here we go. Of, of, of 2.5 two thousand views, of all the people that weighed in on it, you have a 92.1% like rate, which means nice. way more people that watched that video agreed with your opinions than disagreed. So in the people who disagreed are probably the three or four that had to write a comment and weigh in on it, which is fine. You're welcome to do that. But yeah, I think you had seven dislikes and 82 likes. Nice. That, those are pretty good fucking odds. I think so. That's a good percentage I mean, of the room you won over. So good job. Dude, if if freaking 90 
what is it, 92% or 91% like ratio or whatever the hell it is? Mm. If I got that out of everything that I ever said, man, they'd be doing good in life. Be doing really tell good. Tell you what. Man, we'll be doing really good, man. All right, let's move on. I just wanted to yeah, Let's just rip through this. Yeah, so first news Fuck point. We, we talk about news every every episode. We don't break the news. We just merely have quick discussions, and it will be quick today because I don't think you guys are tuning in to hear us talk about the news. I think you're tuning in to hear us fucking just do what we just did. We brought it. All right. In recent news, the long-awaited Elden Ring downloadable content appears to be imminent. The downloadable content will be titled Shadow of the Erd Tree. Bandai Namco has updated their playlist on YouTube, implying that this is very soon to be on the way. Apparently, this is something they do. So they have a new YouTube playlist thing all all mapped out on their YouTube channel. So um, keep an eye out. So don't know when it's going to release, but it sounds like it's happening. Jake, anything? Are we moving on? To be on? fair, I did, I did like... Uh, what I played of Elden Ring, I just like I just don't have the stamina for these these games, mm. and uh, I would be I would be interested to jump back in a little bit, but I know that this expansion is going to be some fucking crazy late game shit, and you're going to have to like jump through some portal in the middle of a dragon's butthole to like get to it. Yeah. And, like it's going to be something really crazy. So I I am probably not going to play this, but I'm glad for the people that really like Elden Ring that they're getting something. Yeah, me too. Very good. Next news point. And uh, we are going to just keep moving. I'm going to write down the timestamp. This is 133. Genshin Impact fans, uh, good news. Update 4.4 is on its way, and it's locked to update um, on 131.24. So the very last day of January, you will be getting this update. Along with the update are going to be improvements to the visualizations in the game. They're going to be adding new technical components, which they're calling the Global Far Fog and the Gradient Tint Rock. And uh, this is going to be adding a brand new area. It's going to be – sorry. It's going to add to a brand new area in the game called Chenyu Vale. So all it is is they're just adding more visualization to their world. Like like the tint rock just adds like different gradients to different rocks in the distance and stuff. It, it's a visual enhancement. And then like the fog is just like there's more clouds in the distance, like fog, like low low-hanging fog in different areas. That's all it is. But people are Genshin, you know, that's something because this is a cell phone game, so Yeah. I mean, I don't care about Genshin Impact at all. But I do love the combination of words global far fog. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. I feel I feel yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm gonna find a way to use that in my my vernacular. It sounds like it could be like a freaking, you know, some orc character in like a you know, fantasy game or yeah. something like that. This is global. global far fog has stolen the local <laughs> fucking keg from the the town, the town's inn, and the band of heroes need to go acquire it and find it and kill global far fog. It does, yeah. Far fog, far fog is a great one word. Yeah. Um, next news point. I like that. Uh, so. This one is fine. Bungie finally uh, trying to require some lost love from fans. Um, they're adding the ability now to finally change your character from your vanilla run of Destiny. Um, you can change your character appearance now in an update uh, in an update coming prior to the release of their DLC, The Final Shape. So I don't know. You couldn't do this. I think it has something to do with like your first character or something. 
Hmm. Interesting. Or maybe any of the characters. I've I've dialed out of Destiny for quite a while. Um, so you know. It's just so like I I love the game. I'm not gonna lie; it is so fun to play. Mm. But I just I cannot keep up with it. I can't keep up with it. And then like even the story, like it's so hard for me to follow when I'm playing because I'm so far behind. And like yeah. they always feed you like your ghost will feed you these story bits like in the middle of a fucking firefight. And I'm like I can't pay attention to what you're saying mm. right now. I'm shooting things. And like, uh, but that said, I really want the final shape to be good. Like, and it's not just because Sony owns Bungie and I want them to be successful. It's because Destiny 2 is such a great game and it's in such a bad place right now that I want to see it come back and have this fucking awesome swan song before they move on to Marathon or whatever the fuck it is. Well, I do have one question for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no there's no wrong answer. What do you think the final shape will be? Mm, a tetrahedron. Okay. I was going to say a polyhedron. Yeah. <laughs> which essentially is a tetrahedron. But yeah, I bet you you are, you are right. Uh, I bet you it's a tetrahedron that shows up, and that's the final boss in the final shape. <laughs> Just this big fucking tetrahedron, <laughs> which would be great. Um, very good. Very good. All right, uh, another news point here. Um, for anyone interested in near Automata, uh, a lot of people probably are. Um, I think there was a new near trailer recently, but there's a game announcement from China Hero Project, which is a Sony-owned thing, and uh, it's titled AI Limit, which is kind of like a near game, it looks like, with Souls gameplay. I'm kind of over the Souls kind of gameplay shit, but... Um, this, this studio was also the studio behind Fist, Forge, and Shadow Torch, which was that uh, Metroidvania 2D platformer that has been going on sale more and more lately. Um, it's been. Almost- talk about indie game. Talk about indie games that I've almost bought yeah. like a hundred times. Fist, that fucking Fist. Yeah, game. me too. It looks cool. Yeah, it does look really cool. AI limit looks cool too, to be honest, from what I've seen, but. I'm not into the roguelike shit or the Souls kind of style of gameplay, but it's probably for somebody. Moving on to the next one, and this is uh, kind of a no-brainer. I mean, if this didn't happen, there'd be major fucking recourse. Um, As you guys know, I talked about it. Uh, I picked up The Last of Us 2 remake or remaster, sorry, for the PS5. Um, Sony was offering a pre-order for this, and there's kind of like a... uh, what do they call it? Not the golden path, but there's a there's a upgrade path for this game. A lot of people who own The Last of Us 2 on PS4 could have used the upgrade path for $10 to get this game, but they pre-ordered it for 50 And then they later announced the upgrade path, but they were already in on the pre-order. Sony is you can't ref- cancel pre-orders on PSN. So yeah. they're refunding the money. Yeah, Sony's refunding the money. So that's that's nice, but another reason why you shouldn't fucking pre-order anything. Um, you know, but I'm guilty of it. I've done it a few times. Yeah, Doug Smith, you want to talk about broken shit in the industry? Fucking the pre-order system. Mm. Tell you what, pre-orders are the reason mm. are probably part of the reason why we get broken fucking games. 
Yeah, that's probably a big reason. They want that money up front. And then when the pre-orders Hell come yeah. out, they're obliged to put that shit out when they say they're going to. So, uh, all right, next one, Jake. This one is interesting. And, you know, you were talking a bit about Gran Turismo and Doug Smith was talking about Forza. And uh, what we don't have a lot in 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 way of driving games um, in this world right now are kind of like arcade racers. Uh, I really, I really liked um, whatever the fuck game that was, Wipeout, Omega Collection. I kind of enjoyed the Hot Wheels Unleashed game. There's a couple, right, racers that are kind of more arcadey. Like, remember back in the day that game Pool Position? It was really fun. It was like an indie, yeah. indie car race game. Um, what, what was the one where you in a Corvette? Uh, it was an arcade game. Um, Are you talking about Cruise? Like Cruise, Cruise USA? USA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. Anyways, there's a new game announced. It's called New Star GP. And it seems kind of cool. It's super arcadey looking. Uh, but I think it's all indie racing, indie cars. But uh, it might have very, very light sim shit in it. But um, it looks cool, man. Like, I want, I want a light racing game. You know, we don't have to fucking worry about tire pressure. You know, I don't have to worry about fucking crazy ass pit stops and knowing how much fucking, I don't know, torque to put on whatever this, that. It looks cool. I hope this game does well. Yeah, I'm watching some, uh, I'm watching a trailer of it now and it kind of looks like a... Pool position. It it looks like a like an F1 game, but like if it was... Arcade. You know, almost like... like cartoony kind of yeah you're right i mean it's just arcadey and it's got some like weird lego vibe almost like it's it's uh it's neat there's not enough shit like this do you remember the old uh the old games on nintendo like the rc games you remember those games like the radio control games those were fucking rad um anyways we need more games that are less serious you know i i can appreciate uh a race sim game because I love Grand Theft, Grand Turismo Seven, also in VR. That's great. It's great fun, and the GT Motorsports and stuff is all kind of cool. But man, I think some days you don't want to fucking have to worry about all that shit. You just want to fucking race around a track and not have. You know, I think there's 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 a place for both styles, and uh, I'm happy to see this game has uh, been announced. Um. And uh, we're almost finished up here for the podcast for the day. This next one is uh, the Game Developers Conference. There was a recent report um, that was discussed there. And uh, 35% of game development studios have been affected by layoffs. Um, Jake, my question is, is this just the counterbalance to a bloated industry? Or is this a reflection of possibly companies not being able to meet the profits that they expected to make. Um, how many of these layoffs were a direct result of the integration of AI recently? I mean, this is such a, a deep question, loaded question. We don't have to address it all now, but I want the listeners and you, Jake, to ruminate on this, and maybe we'll revisit it next episode. I think that what a lot of people don't realize is that during COVID, the pandemic, there was a an absolute ballooning in the industry. And I, and I think that like, it was like, Oh fuck, everyone's going to be locked up at home with nothing to do. Let's fucking make all these games. Let's hire all these people. Let's everybody work from home. Let's everybody do this. And you know, a lot of the world has kind of bounced back from this shit. And now we have, hence the title of last episodes, uh, 
podcast. We have too many fucking games. And uh, we have broken games and we have issues. And like, to be clear, layoffs in the video game industry, those two words are like, they might as well be be baby brothers. I mean, those things have happened in the games industry for so long. Um, you know, you go in, you work on a project, and then, you know, probably a lot of people expect to probably get laid off eventually. And it shouldn't come as a surprise if it happens. Does it suck? Yes. But I think it's just all part of the beast of being a creative person or an artist or whatever. I mean, like, I don't know. I I don't know, Jake. I don't know the answer to this. That seems like a high number. 35% of studios have been affected by layoffs. But, I mean, is that really a high number? I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a freaking economist. I don't know anything about the video game industry from that perspective. But I will say that... You are, I think you are right about the fact that everybody staffed up because of what happened during COVID. Everything ballooned. People were working from home. You could hire anyone from anywhere, yada, yada, yada. Then when COVID ended, less people were playing games because they were only playing them because they were home during COVID and all this stuff. So sales have maybe gone down a little bit in certain circumstances, but at the same time, the price of labor keeps going up and um, take all that and combine it with the fact that there is an election this year. So you typically on election years, big companies will choose to be fiscally, uh, conservative in case the result of the election creates a downturn in the economy, which can happen. So not to mention inflation is going crazy because of everything that happened during COVID and the, and the fallout from that. And the economy just in general has not been that great for things. So, you know, even though d- d- don't get me wrong, I I'm not defending big businesses you're such an apologist saying, man saying that saying that you know that that is is for sure that they're just like oh we need more money blah 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 um but at the same time it's like they're the other thing that we got to remember too is that a lot of these companies are publicly traded and it is their uh, responsibility, like literal responsibility, to their shareholders to not waste money. To not only not waste money, but to increase the value of the business constantly. Yeah. So that also can have an effect on this as well. So even a lot of people like to paint it black and white and say things like, "Oh, well." The video game industry industry is making you know more money than ever. Why are we laying off people and all this stuff? And it's just like, um, yeah, revenue is up higher than ever, but costs are also higher than ever. So, are profits more than they ever were? I don't know that that's necessarily true. Revenue might be up, but that doesn't mean profits up, right? And all that 
companies and shareholders and things like that care about is increase in valuation, which a lot of times is based on profit. So I don't know. This is really like out of pocket for me because I don't know anything about any of this stuff. I'm not a businessman. Well, I don't interesting, claim to understand anything. It's an interesting I, I, All I know – just like one last statement is all I know is that I feel bad for the people that got laid off. That's all, all that I know. But I do agree with you that people like to forget and maybe people don't know about this. Maybe this has only been more recently publicized. But forever – the rule of thumb in the video games industry was a lot of developers jumped project to project. That was the type of industry that it was. You were on a game. After that game, you got laid off. You went to a new company. You were on a game. After that game, you got laid off. You went to a new company. Very few studios actually held staff permanently. For You're more than like a single project, like, right, yeah. Right. You're talking about studios like Naughty Dog and, and Bethesda Game Studios and stuff that like held their teams together. That was – I don't want to say it was a rarity, but it wasn't necessarily the overwhelming majority of studios did that. Right. Yeah. So, Retention um, of staff is just not usually synonymous with video game developer companies. Yeah. Right. I just think that it's definitely a lot more publicized nowadays and maybe – it is a little bit worse now because of the economic reality. Yeah, yeah I think it's a perfect And I storm. think that it's, it's causing a lot of issues. I just hope that the people that are getting laid off, they are finding other jobs. Right. So I don't want to see anyone, uh, you know, get thrown into the street. Yes, sir. No, me either. Me either. Moving forward, maybe we won't revisit that because I feel like you've said enough about it. Um, the, moving forward, quick follow-up on a news story I think we talked about at one point. Remedy Entertainment and Rockstar, which is Take Two, yeah, um, both have letter, both have logos rather that are R the letter R. Uh, there was apparently some kind of trademark filing dispute, um, to which Remedy have uh, or a source from Remedy has come out to indicate that it's all been resolved amicably and the filing was a formality. So apparently Take-Two Interactive filed some sort of trademark um, infringement file or something about this. And then the two studios apparently have worked things out amicably, which who knows what the fuck that really means. Did, was, did money exchange hands? I can't imagine because Remedy has every fucking right to use the letter R just as take two does. There's not a star in the remedy logo and there's a star in the rockstar logo. They're both different fucking fonts. To be honest, remedies is way cooler. Yeah. It is definitely cooler. I, I think that there could be an argument made in a legal sense that since both of these studios are AAA studios in the same industry, ostensibly competing against one another that there could be a comparison made between the logos that could be confusing for consumers commerce and so rockstar may be able to say well we had this shit first can you at least change your logo a little bit and to be fair if it's rockstar that filed the lawsuit I think they're just being bullies, to be honest with you, because nobody who knows anything 
believes that the fucking Remedy logo is the Rockstar logo. <laughs> not even close. I mean, they are because they're so, both ours, right? But yeah, they're not. Yeah, fucking, I, I, so really I don't know. Close. I feel like I feel like that this is this is a little bit silly, but I don't know. What These sucks? What sucks is I sense a little bit of bullying uh, because I believe the person who spoke to the press was somebody affiliated with Remedy. Not Rockstar. Rockstar. Rockstar apparently haven't made any public statement about this. And the perfect the guy the guy from Remedy or whoever the contact was was like the way they describe. I'm I'm uh, whatever the word paraphrasing is like the, the way we we've really come to terms. We agree that yeah, all right, they had to file it. It was a formality. Mm. No, they didn't fucking have to file it. They didn't have to. They're being fucking dickheads because they have all this fucking money. Let's, be, let's call it what it is, right? You don't have to kiss their ass because you've settled things amicably. You could have said, yeah, it was kind of a fucking low blow, but listen, we, we got it sorted. It's sorted out. Who fucking cares, right? It's it's fine. But they're like, yeah, you know, it, it's not – it's water in the bridge. You know, it was a formality. They didn't they didn't mean anything by it. Fuck, they didn't. That's them protecting their shit, man. Probably just some company lawyer making waves. I'm sure it probably I mean, that, was. That's, right? that's yeah. probably all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's move forward. Uh, let's go to uh, this one was interesting. And uh, so Harry Potter. Harry flipping pot Potter. Uh, took the lead in 2023 for the highest selling game in the United States. We were all secretly wondering and probably rooting for Mr. Potter and company uh, because Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto have singularly held the number one sales for the last 14 years, each year after year after year. The streak has been broken. So thanks, Mr. Potter. Very good. I feel good about this. A game I've yet to play. I know our listener LJ, I believe, is playing this. Jake, you enjoyed Dude, your time it's with so it. So good, I love this. Game. <laughs> I didn't fucking get it. I I, I, I don't even know Harry Potter. I, would I like it if I if I don't understand Harry Potter? Um, I don't think you would get as much out of it if you didn't like. like you've never seen any of the movies, right? Harry anything? Potter. No, I have, but they lo- I lose interest. I watch them, and I just. It's easier for me to understand Lord of the Rings as opposed to Harry Potter for some reason because there's like eight fucking movies or however many movies there are. Uh, I know I know the names Dumbledore, uh, Snape. I know Harry Potter. Uh, there's uh, uh, the names I think are hard for me to remember because every time they say Snape, I want to think that they're saying Snake, but they're not. Well, it's like yeah. it's like I watched a show called uh, Rectify where one of the characters' name was Amantha. And not Samantha. And it's like, just fucking say Samantha because you're just trying to, like, do something fucking different, right? Just call the guy yeah. Snake or Ape. I don't fucking care. Like, don't call him uh, whatever his name is. Yeah. Snape. I hate it. I, I think – I think – so I fully believe that this is a game that you should pick up and try out if it's on a sale because I think you would still like it. But – you might not get as much out of it if you don't have at least a passing attraction to the universe. I personally feel like Harry Potter from like a concept perspective is a little bit silly 
because it was originally written as like a children's book and then they turned it into this serious thing. So even though like it's this serious thing and people are dying and all this shit's happening, people are still waving their wands around going abracadabra. And it's like, okay, this is a little bit fucking weird, but the game is awesome. Who's who's the character? Who's the character that Harry meets in the first first show? Um, on the train, he's like a big guy with a dog. Are you talking about? Are you? Are you talking about Hagrid? Yeah, yeah, I know that name. He, he doesn't meet Hagrid on the train, but yeah, it's before he gets on the train. But yeah, Hagrid. That's Hagrid. All right, yeah. So I know that guy. But that's like literally. If you ask me what the fuck it's about, no clue. I just know that like Harry Potter lives in a closet under the stairs, and uh, yeah. his parents treat him like shit, and then some kind of flying car shows up and I think he gets taken away to like a subway station and then gets on a train and then they go through a wall or something and it's called di- 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 like di- diagonally, but it's like Diagon Alley and then he ends Diagon up Diagon Alley. Yeah. And then he ends up like being part of some sort of school of fucking wizard, which is like the witcher, but like instead of being schools of like, you know, witchers there's schools of wizards. And the, and they're all like a like a magic mop like tells them like what what school they're in. It's a fucking hat. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, it's all I know. Honestly, the the concept of Hogwarts is probably the coolest thing about the whole the whole story. Um, but yeah, dude, I I definitely would give it a shot if you can get it cheap. Okay, because it's 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 still like a. A fun, open world kind of, but like light RPG kind of game, mm. and it's it's beautiful. It's my biggest, honestly, my biggest beef with the game is the fucking flying with the broom is kind of annoying. Quidditch. But other than that, like, there's no Quidditch in it. But um, yeah. So anyway, give it a shot. Hmm. All right. Well, anyways, good job. Lastly, I've got one last news point, and we're going to come in just under one, two hours for today's show. Thanks for listening to the podcast. The last news point is Helldivers 2 is gold. This shit is happening. It's coming February February 8th. It is right around the Quana. And it's also confirmed on the PlayStation blog that this game will be supporting crossplay. Which makes me wonder, am I going to need a fucking mouse for this? A mouse Why and keyboard. Why would you need a mouse? Huh? Why would you need a mouse? Because it's going to be hard, man. Like This is like one of those games I feel like aiming and bullets and accuracy and not killing your friends and killing people. Like If there's going to be other people using a mouse and keyboard playing with me who has a controller, I'm going to be at a disadvantage. Dude, it's not a fucking Twitch shooter. Like I think you'll be okay. Time will tell because, dude, it's third person. I don't know. Top down, I'm good to go. I guess we'll see. I think you'll be all right. I think it, I think it'll be fine. I feel like it was probably developed for console, and they're just making a PC version of it. So, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Maybe you'll be fucking lost yeah. with a controller. Yeah, time will tell. I'm gonna be killed by all these drop pods. Anyways, that's it for today's show. There are no new games to talk about. Uh, Every every episode we usually talk about the new games coming out. In fact, I'm sure there are, but I just I didn't do it. And in fact, I have my uh, my closing here. I have the, I have the game titles here. You gotta you gotta give me you gotta give me one second, okay, guys. 
Can you just give me one second here while I get this locked and loaded? Jake, talk to the audience. What do you want to tell them before you leave for the day, for the week? Um, so I have this new, like, if people probably think I'm weird for doing this, but, like, I have this fascination with non-alcoholic beer recently. <laughs> and it's not that I don't drink or that I'm an alcoholic or anything. Like I don't, you That's know, I'll, I have a beer, I'll have a beer, a cocktail <laughs> or anything like that. Like I, I I have no problem with drinking alcohol. But non-alcoholic beer has historically been so fucking bad. And now all of these like micro brews and all of this stuff are starting to make it. They're even starting to make non-alcoholic spirits and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm fascinated by it. Like, I just want to taste all of it and see what it fucking tastes like. See if it's any good. Is it just hop water? What the hell is going on here? It's like when they originally started bringing out like these flavored seltzers, it's like, you just kind of want to taste them all and see like, what's going on here. Like, why do they, like, why is this a fad? Like, do people really like these things? And and are some of them better than others and stuff? And so uh, I've uh, been drinking a couple of, like, non-alcoholic, just random fucking micro-brew made. <laughs> fucking really weird. Non-alcoholic man. beers. I'm not just judging. So, like, I'm not judging. See, I don't – yeah. Just, yeah, well, that's – so I'm saying like it's it's very like I think there's this stigma behind it because it's like why the fuck would you drink non-alcoholic beer like only alcoholics drink why would shit. you drink soda like, right yeah yeah you can say it, that about like, anything it's like bro like why would you drink cares? caffeine like, I just, coffee I'm just I'm curious like because to me because I understand how beer is made so to me it's like I don't understand how non-alcoholic beer gets Science made project. and it doesn't taste like shit right so it's like I. I'm just fascinated by what people can come up well, with. Well, to be clear, I think so, all beer tastes like shit. So uh, I'm not surprised at yeah. all that it all sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But I hear what you're saying. And I know I know people have acquired taste for it. But, man. Yeah. Uh, and a second ago I said, why would you drink uh, uh, non-caffeinated coffee, which is actually just decaffeinated coffee. So I'm just, I drink decaf. Right. Like there's a word for that, but I couldn't think of it. I said, why would you drink non-caffeinated coffee? Decaf, you mean? Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. So correct myself before some asshat on the internet wants to say something. Um, (laughs) I'm just – I'm kidding. Yeah, please write into the show. Uh, Go dial us in on Patreon if you can. If you have a dollar to spare each and every month, you will get the episode a little early. Maybe not – a lot early, but early enough if you like what we're delivering here and you want to say thank you. That's the way to do it. Again, that's patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. Otherwise, we just appreciate you being here for the conversation. And uh, that's all I've got. I still don't have a title for today's episode. And uh, we're going to leave it at that. I'm going to get all the shit com- compiled and uploaded this evening. So without further ado, Jake, I hope everybody has a really nice week. And this has been episode 312 of PS This Is Awesome. We've been around for a long time, baby. All right. So, like Uncharted, A Legacy of Thieves, Ultimate Fishing Simulator, and Undertale. PS. Yes. This is awesome. This is awesome.